Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Finney. This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hi, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tatnay This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. I'll bring it in, team. How we doing? Episode 55 of the Punch Podcast with Javen Starts for you now. And uh, if you are a subscriber of this show, you would have got an alert in your phone going, hang on a sec, the Punch Podcast, haven't had one of those for a while. You'd be correct, it's been quite some time, but the good news is I'm in full swing for 2024. Yeah, And the other news, which is kind of cool, is I'm over on YouTube now as well and uh, with a big focus on that. So if you are on here, jump over there, search The Punch Podcast on YouTube. There will be a link in the bottom of today's episode for you to click as well and uh, subscribe to that channel as well because some of the biggest names are all lined up and good to go and uh, you get to watch it and sit back on the couch and have a good time. So uh, if you could do that, that would be awesome. But I'm excited about today's guest because we did see the announcement for Zoo Thurman. But what happened is we got a couple of names down and we're like hang on a sec there's another world title look who's on the card all right he is the number one mandatory for the wba middleweight championship of the world and look we thought maybe this thing ain't actually gonna happen but it's locked in and he's here to talk about it michael zarafa welcome to the punch podcast thanks brother it's good to be back it's good to see you on a fight card that's actually going to happen how does that feel oh mate i was losing hope as well it was um a long time coming but look I, I was promised and, and um uh, 13 months later we officially got it over the line so March 30 here we come WBA world title promises in boxing not always uh come through was there, <laughs> was there a time 100%. in your life where uh, you might have thought yeah well, so I might be breaking this oh 100% you know there was times I wake up in the morning and I was like why am I even bothering um you know because it was just promise after promise and you know next month after next month and it was hard, you know, because I was in the gym doing, you know, everything as, as normal, you know, two sessions, three sessions a day. Um, yeah, it, mentally, it was it was tough, but we're here. Like I said, we got it over the line and, you know, grateful 2024 was going to be um, a big year. All right. Well, let's step through some of this because it has been around about 13 months in the making. Like you said, I last spoke to you November 22. So it's been some time and uh, look, looking great, still fit. Good to see. <laughs> I try, brother. I try. Yeah. I'm getting older, so I've got to put in more work. Yeah. Well, our last conversations were even the potential for Triple G. Falcao was on the cards, and there was all this stuff happening. What's happened since then? I guess if you can sort of step us through some timelines. Um, so basically, not much really. I had I was IBF mandatory, um, and you know the Falcao fight fell through because the offer was just absolutely. It was um, disrespectful, almost. Um, you know, they offered me absolutely peanuts to go to Brazil and and fight their champion. Um, you know, but I was also the manager of the WBA, so I had to make up a decision. And obviously, I looked at the list and the names that were in the IBF to compare to the WBA. You know, the WBA just seemed the um, the bigger route to take. So we went down that path, not knowing that it was going to take thirteen months. Um, you know, so it kind of bit me bit me in the ass a little bit, but. Again, that's boxing. Again, nothing's promised until you're in that ring. And uh, contracts are officially signed now, and we're ready to roll, man. Like I'm, I'm excited, but um, not much besides just training and, and laying low, really, and just building on on what we uh, what we need to build on. So the fight was there with Eris Landy Lara. Then all of a sudden, they're like, just sort of sit one out for a sec, bro. We want to put Danny Garcia in. And then there was that conversation. Yeah. And I guess that that's Literally. another promise that didn't happen and whatever else there. So you've had to go through this a few times. How did that feel when that one came up? Yeah, it sucked. Look, you know, they, before I became mandatory, they, they 
rang me and that's why I was never there was never a step aside fee or anything. It was just they told me, look, we understand that you're the mandatory and we respect that, but prior to you becoming the mandatory, we had um, you know, the Garcia Lara fight in motions and, you know, verbally agreed and whatnot. And um, you know, we will we'll give you the opportunity as soon as that fight's done. And I couldn't really say much, you know, it was you know, it was kind of like just shut up, Mick, and and wait your turn. You know, you're the mandatory but you're not the world champion so i didn't really have much of a leg to stand on i mean i could have made it a lot harder and then i would have had to have gone through a legal battle and whatnot so and because they said look it's happening in two or three months i was like oh well i've just become mandatory yeah sweet have your fight um you know i'll get the win out of lara garcia on a bigger card and it was all going to benefit me in the long run so i was like yeah no worries you know i was just happy to be in the position i was in but again you know garcia was making it hard and then ppc didn't have the show and then oh, it was just a nightmare and Again, it is what it is. I mean, it was out of my control. Um, you know, people thinking I was just not fighting because I didn't want to fight. It was not the case at all. Um, I was. I mean, I was. Again, it bit me in the ass because I, I turned down the IBF because it was such a shit offer, knowing that the WBA offer was going to be so much bigger. Um, but then again, it, it turned against me because the wait was just so long. Was there times where you thought I'll take a fight in between, or was it just I'm just sitting on this mandatory and I ain't moving? Well, I couldn't. I couldn't. That was the thing. I tried so many times. I was in, in, you know, emailing PVC and stuff, and because I had a two fight contract, and I had to fight wherever the Lara Garcia fight was. That was my keep busy fight. So I was never. I was not going to not fight. It was while Lara and Garcia fight, and I fight the winner. I was also going to fight on that card when they fought, as my keep busy fight. But again, I couldn't do that because the fight never happened, and that was in contract. Does it feel a bit hard when you're sitting there and you know, like, obviously that's a long period out of a peak of career, I guess you're looking going, come on guys. Like <laughs> it was so bad, man. Like a whole year of just, you know, a waste, really, you know, not financially making the big bucks and, you know, not being in, in the ring and, you know, but because I'm a hard worker and I am, you know, a big believer in, in what will be will be. Um, you know, I just I never I never took a day off. I was literally training as if I was fighting for the world title. You know, because not only that, like People say, oh, you know, a year of just training for no reason. I, I was always promised. It was it was June. Oh, sorry, not June. It's July. Oh, look, you know, it's definitely August. It's not August. Oh, it's September. You know, just keep going month after month. So for me, I was always, you know, mentally, because it was like, oh, all right, well, next month it's on, you know, and there was talks about it. And, yep, back and forth. Yep, we're on, we're on. Oh, look, you know, unfortunately, because of this, because of that. So it was, a, look, it was a huge fuck around. But, again, at the end of the day, Everything happens for a reason, and this was the reason. <laughs> I think the best bit is, like you just said there, you've actually got the fight. So many times we see this happen to fighters, and then all of a sudden you've got a world champ from the weight class below stepping up, and it just gets gifted the opportunity as it happens. Correct. And then then you're done again after waiting a year. So, like, there's like I honestly didn't think that they might have got you over the line. So to hold on for that long and still believe and still to get it, that that's uh, – that's that's a that's a rocky pillow for a year. Hundred <laughs> percent. I've been praised that much on, on on the weight that I had to do, and um, a lot of people said, "Man, like a lot of fighters would have just given up." Um, you know, like there was even talks that Shakur Stevenson just retired because of the WBO not granting him his world title or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what? Look, it was hard. I'm not going to say it was easy because yeah, you know, 13 months is a long time, and um, especially when there's nothing wrong with me. You know, in terms of like I was I was injury free. I was fit, ready to go. Um, you know, I was sparring for the sake of just keeping bring you know the ring rust out. But I mean, again, 13 months it's gone now, and onto bigger and better things. And March 30, 
like I said, win, lose or draw, it's going to be the best version of Marcus Rafa, but I'm super confident, um, you know, in the gym. I'm flying at the moment. Let's talk Probably about that well. card because, yeah, well, that's a good sign. I love it because when yeah. I saw that come out, I was like, this card's just getting awesome. And then all of a sudden we've got two Aussies on there and one of those we'll get to in a sec for those waiting around itchy. Uh, but we will, we will talk about that. But for you, it's an exciting time. You're on a Vegas card on pay-per-view, Amazon Prime launch. Like, realistically, if you're going to wait, this is the one to be on. Exactly. Huge T-Mobile. Like, it doesn't get much bigger than this. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm grateful and everything does happen for a reason. And again, the, you know, looking back now, it's like, oh, 13 months, it flew, but it didn't, it was, it was very, very hard. And uh, again, especially because there was nothing wrong with me and uh, always, you know, empty promises and nothing delivered and, you know, yes, no, yes, no. And maybe on oh, Garcia Lara. And it was just, it was a nightmare. Not only that, because I turned down the IBF, um, yeah, because it was absolutely pathetic. Like they were saying, like, man, we'll give you like 30 grand to go to Brazil and fight the world champion and you can't do this. And I was like, well, hang on a second. I so, said, you know, I got the WBA because I was a mentor of that too. So I was in a great position being, you know, the mentor of both. Mm. And then I had to obviously choose because you can't be, you know, mentor of both at the same time and fight for the same title. So I had to literally choose. And at the time, you know, Golovkin was there and there was, you know, Eubank was in there and there was, there was bigger names where uh, the IBF, it was just Falcoa and, and guys behind me that weren't really, um, big name. So for me, it was just the smarter option to fight the bigger fights and, um, you know, in, in, in the bigger stadium. And that's now. Uh, Lara, yeah, he's, he's not, you know, the Lara that fought Canelo, but, and, you know, he's, he's, he's stepped up every fight and he's looking, he's still sharp. You know, he's, he hasn't been in wars and um, you know, he's, he's a skillful, skillful fighter. He uses the ring great um, and sets up all his shots. He's also the Lara that holds a world title belt right now, and you want it. Correct. So, I mean, exactly right. He's got my belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How great! You're going to roll over there. You're going to fight a, a world champ on in Vegas on a massive card. And and what's the road look out from now to fight night? What happens now? I'm assuming you've got to. Obviously, you've probably been in camp for 13 months, but I'm assuming it's going to ramp up and you'll fly out and you'll uh and you and you'll Thanks, take yeah. it on. Where, 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 how's it roll from here? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm flying at the moment. Like I said, I'm only two and a half kilos off weight, you know, so I'm probably in a, a position where I'm a little bit too early, you know, peaking. I'm peaking at the moment now, but, you know, we, we'll stay here for another week and a half, two weeks, um, and then we'll jet over to, to Vegas and train with my team over there. I'm with Nonito Denaire and, and the crew down there at um, DLX in Vegas, and um, they've got big names down there. And, uh, yeah, man, like I said, I'll, I'm excited to get in, 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 the, in the gym there and, and putting out all the work and, and just learning and adapting and, and then going out there in such a huge show, um, and the first one too on Amazon Prime and uh, PBC. Um, you know, it doesn't get, it doesn't get much bigger than this, you know. And and for me, like I said, starting off in a in a rollerblading center in Sunshine to now T-Mobile on a huge card, um, and, and you know I get to do it with my best mate uh, Timmy. <laughs> but, um, look, you know, it's great. It's great for the sport. Um, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from from him, and, and we we have our back and forth and whatnot. But it's uh. It's going to be a good night, and uh, and hopefully we both bring it back. So run me through this. You know you're fighting in Vegas, Eris Landy Lara, WBA belt. At what stage did you find out it's on the undercard of Tim Zhu, Keith Thurman? <laughs> well, probably about 14 hours ago. When, when was it announced? I literally, <laughs> I was I was driving home, and I'm like, surely not. So I was like, but you know what? I'm actually I'm actually grateful um, yeah. because you know. It's it's a huge card, and um, you know when even in the media it gives us both 
a different kind of outlook of each other. I mean, you know, there's that competitiveness and everyone thinks that we hate each other. And look, I don't, I don't got nothing personal against Zoo. He's done nothing to me. His dad's an absolute legend, but it's that competitiveness. And obviously for the sport, he thinks he's the best. So I think I'm the best and that's just where we clash. But um, to now be involved where we're not bagging each other, you know, we dropped those one or two lines obviously with each other, but um, you know, even in the media, they're getting behind us like two Aussies, you know, fighting for world titles and, um, you know, I'm on the card. I think I'm the second or third fight, which is good. So I get in there, get my belt. I can kick back and watch Timmy do his thing. And like I said, it just builds for a bigger fight. You know, if I win, I'll be a world champion. He's a world champion. And um, the fight will happen eventually. But again, I've got nothing against him. He's he's in a tough fight. You know, he's fighting Thurman, who uh, a few years ago was an absolute killer. But I think Timmy gets over the line. I think I get over the line. And yeah, like I said, fight will happen eventually. But again, time will tell. So we can officially go on the record and say in Vegas you will be supporting Tim Zo. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are be like, oh, this is this is crazy. But look, I mean, yeah, again, when we're fighting each other, I'm obviously not going to support him. Oh, yeah. I want myself to win. But yeah. um, against anyone else um, outside of Australia, we're Aussies. You know, at the end of the day, despite our differences, you know, he's an Aussie, I'm an Aussie. You, you know, you don't want an American to win. Um, that's just that's just common sense. But um, doesn't mean we uh, we're friends doesn't mean that we um you know are reading the same book we just have to stick to each other we've got to stick together in this one because we're uh, on a on a big card and on you know on a big show then you a chance of putting your middleweight belt on the line for timmy to step up and just have a uh, a bit more of than, a hometown showdown 100 i'm more than happy to do that i've said that you know numerous times on other podcasts and other media outlets i said look if i win god willing it all goes well um you know tim zoo if you he's talking about coming to middleweight um i'm more than happy to um go back and do our unfinished business on what we what we had started and um and uh, yeah put the belt on the line how's everything been going obviously you've got new management now and do you would you say that's been a big part of getting this fight because i have seen you online probably hustling at a few conventions and stuff like that so you've been shaking hands yeah, and yeah. kissing babies and doing all the right things to, <laughs> to network Man, your way to, into that fight or you, you have to sell yourself in this sport and um it's been it's been look you know I, I believe me and my me and my partner and and, and um Anita Denaire and Rach Denaire and um you know we we just been literally hustling the world you know we went out there and um you know, talking to the right people and, and shaking the right hands and um you know just learning from the guys that have been there and done it and and that's how you grow um you know I think self managing is the best thing to do and anyone out there I think that's the best you know the best advice to give is. You know, you don't need these guys taking phone calls and running around for you. You can you can do it on your own because no one's going to have your you know your best interest as you know yourself or you know your partner. So um, for me, I think that's a, that was a huge lesson. And um, yeah, like I said, we we're just hustling, man. Like it was yeah, handshake after handshake, introduction after introduction, and uh, now we're here. Speaking of, I saw you met uh, Volcan Tom Brady the other day. How was that? Yeah, all well, me and Volk are <laughs> good mates. I've actually known yeah. Volk for a while now, yeah. and. He's an absolute a champion, and um, you know he he always checks in and, and gives me words of wisdom. And you know he's going to be there when I fight in um, in Vegas. He's already said um, the other night he goes, "I'll be there, man." So I got him a ticket lined up for me, and um, you know, great to have a friendship with him. And and Tom Brady was you know after the after the uh, the talk, I wanted to just spar somebody. It was just uh, <laughs> a huge pump up, and it's great to go there. Yeah, it was huge, man. I was front row, and I was ready to like throw an overhand at someone just because it was just such a such a pump up, but um, I was grateful to be, you know, obviously front row hearing another top athlete, yeah. um, you know, in in Tom Brady and bulk to uh, 
to hear what what it's all about and how to get to the top and I mean, I'm not that far now. I'm, I'm right there in that in that world title. I mean, if you've ever thought Volk's got ice in his veins, wait till Tom Brady tells him to go long. I mean, that that that'll that'll rattle anyone. But no, did it? It was crazy. Just the way he throws the ball, like so much power, and you know, like I throw it and I get a little bit of a spin and I'm wrapped. Just to see how he was throwing, like 50 meters, or you know, around the room. It was just phenomenal. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. And look, we look just we look forward to seeing you throw Erislandi Lara around the room and uh, holding up a belt <laughs> and uh, being the 100%. world champion. That's like got to be the sweetest thing out of all of this. Obviously, all the drama that's gone on with you and Tim and the sport and the waiting and just everything to hold a physical belt at the end of all that. Like I mean, that's pretty good. And it'll be uh, it'll be the best comeback story I think ever in the sport in Australia. Mm. Um, to to have you know everyone against me, but I think people are understand understand, and, and you know the time that I've been away, I think people have actually realised that you know because obviously I've worked with No Limit again, and you know even in this fight we had to deal with PBC No Limit, and you know our teams talk and whatnot, and people starting to realise that what was actually what actually happened, and you know wasn't wasn't me and um the more time time heals everything and, and obviously the truth comes out and um i'm in a good place now man like i said and, and you're never gonna you're always gonna get oh he ran and this and that and people can think what they want and, and you're never gonna make everyone happy but at the end of the day i know what happened and where i'm at it's coming so yeah bigger and better things but i said it's in god's hands now and i'm just grateful to you know be given the opportunity and and um yeah like i said bring it home all right. Well, before we go, let's just rip through a few of these real quickly. It's just who's going to win and why. Tim Zhu, Keith Thurman. Uh, I think Tim Zhu. I think he's he's, he's too strong, uh, too fresh. I think Keith Thurman's on uh, old legs now, and yeah, I think Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu walks through. George Cambosis, Loma. Huge fight. I'm a, I'm a big Cambosis, you know, fan, and uh, we're good mates. But um, yeah, I think I think you know he's underestimated. Um, I think he's going to come out and, and, and Loma's going to do his, his thing and he's an absolute phenomenal boxer. But I think Cambosis' heart will get him over the line. I'm I'm in his corner and I think I think he can upset he can upset him. Because like I said, Tiafomo beat Loma and, and Cambosis beat Tiafomo. I mean, styles make fights and, and Cambosis is tough. So I'm uh, I'm in Cambosis' corner and, and I hope he brings it home. I'm with you on that one. And just finally, well, just one you might have an opinion on, um, Eris Landilara, Michael Zarafa. Oof, that's <laughs> a tough one, uh, <laughs> Look, you know, I think I think myself. I think I'm going to um, I'm going to upset him. I think he's going to underestimate my power, my uh, my physical size, and my timing. A lot of fighters that get in there with me, they watch me from the outside. They they have a different opinion, and uh, I think he's going to have the same. So, I'm uh, I'm predicting a huge huge statement March 30. Good stuff. Well, we look forward March 31 here in Australia, 30 around the world, Amazon Prime. I've seen some KO logos and all that other stuff on the on the flyer, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of places to watch this fight. It's Easter long weekend, so, I mean, everyone's off. We can have a mad Monday for your world title. There we go. Drink up. 100% of one for me, guys, if you're tuning in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Zarafa, thanks uh, for hanging out it's always a pleasure to get you on and next time we talk you'll be a world champion and that's that's going to be the best bit about this i appreciate it brother thanks steve's mate much respect
There he goes. Michael Pretty Boy Zarafer. He cops a bit of heat, doesn't he? But only listening to that episode, I would guarantee now you think he's a pretty good guy because he is. And uh, all the best to him on the 30th in Vegas, 31st here in Australia. And uh, fingers crossed we can get another Aussie world champion because, uh, look, we could do with a few more. And it'd be great to see what happens to him when he has to try and defend it and then all the pieces that can fall in. Uh, to the puzzle there, and it looks really, really good from here on out for him. Should he be victorious? Lara is 40 years old now. He did say it in that, but he is the world champion, and he's still very, very good. So he does have a task ahead of him. We're not shying away from that. But uh, fingers crossed Zarafa can get it done. Follow him at Michael underscore Zarafa on socials. Don't forget, we are on YouTube. Jump over there. The link's in the description below. So click that. Head over to the channel. Give it a bit of a follow. Get a subscriber. I want to get those numbers up uh, for two reasons. One, more people watching. Two, I mean, you can monetize it when you get a lot of people in there. So let's uh, all band together on that one. That'd be good. My name's Jabin. I'm out of here. Enjoy the Punch Podcast. Got a whole stack coming at you for 2024. So subscribe, like it, share it, and get involved. And I'll see you next time. (laughs) 